Hey, this is Sean Mandoli, and I'm the pastor of Sanctuary LA, and you're listening to our podcast. Thank you for joining us. I hope this message encourages and inspires you. Remember to follow us on social media at My Sanctuary LA and enjoy the message. Luke chapter 10, verse 25. If you're there, say, I got it. We'll have it up on the screens as well. And so we're going to just jump right in. There's talking about compassion. Here it is. Uh, And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tested him, saying, he's talking to Jesus, teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He was asking in a religious way. He didn't really want to know. He's just testing him, messing with Jesus or trying to mess with him. He said to him, what is written in the law? This is what Jesus said. What is written in the law? What is your reading of it? Why don't you tell me what it says? So he answered and said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. Look at the person next to you and say, hello, neighbor. Love your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus said to him, you've answered rightly. Do this and you'll be good. Do this and live. But he wanting to justify himself. This lawyer said to Jesus, and who is my neighbor? Jesus said, funny you asked. Let me tell you a little story. Then Jesus answered and said, he's dealing with the religious person. A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves who stripped him of his clothing, wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. Now, by chance, a certain priest came down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Likewise, a Levite, which is a religious leader of that day, when when he arrived at the place, came and looked, saw him, and he passed by on the other side. And right here it says, it says, now by chance, a certain priest, by chance. In the Greek, that doesn't mean just by chance. It means actually divinely orchestrated. And so God divinely, in this story, God divinely orchestrated that a religious person would actually walk by somebody that's hurting. God put him there. God orchestrated this by chance it really means according to divine coincidence and I believe there's people in your world that you walk by every day that you talk to every day and whether it's spiritually or emotionally or mentally or physically they are potentially in the same state as this person and now by chance he saw him and the other one it says he actually looked at him and that word by chance once again it means according to divine coincidence There are no coincidences. They are divine coincidences, meaning they're sovereignly orchestrated by God. All right. There are are times that you could probably look back in your life and say, man, I thought that was it was just a coincidence, but it wasn't. It was totally God. Anybody ever met anybody, interact with anybody and they, they shared something with you and you were like, man, that was totally God. Cutting the orchestra, they helped you, they came through for you in that moment. And we don't want to miss these divine coincidences when it comes to showing compassion on people. Um, And this is what it means what occurs by God's providential arrangement of circumstances. Okay? And so this is interesting. Verse 33, here we go. But a certain Samaritan, 
as he journeyed, came where he was. First two guys walked right by, saw him, broke, busted, and disgusted, half dead, and they walked by. They saw him, walked on the other side of the road. But a certain Samaritan, who was not considered a religious person, actually Samaritans were hated by Jews, and Samaritans hated Jews, and Jews hated Samaritans. Samaritans were what they would call, quote-unquote, half-breeds, because they were half-Hebrew and um, half-something else. So they were not um, pure from a religious or ethnic perspective coming from a religious Jewish person of that day. So it's funny how Jesus, being a Jew, was like telling a story about somebody that did something the right way, and he actually used somebody that they don't even like. Okay? And, and so, but a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was. And when he saw, he had compassion. When he saw, he had compassion. And compassion means to be moved in the inward parts. It gets you in the gut. You feel it down inside. Something in you almost would make you maybe moan. Make it kind of heal over a little bit. Anybody ever feel something on the inside? I'm not talking about what you ate last night. I'm talking about on a spiritual level, on, a, on an emotional level, like inside. You're like, oh, man. You know, this Samaritan, um, he it had compassion. Compassion is an acute word. Compassion is messy. Compassion is deep. Compassion comes from the inside. Compassion is when you see something, it bothers you. It troubles you. It may even make you mad, maybe make you angry because something ain't right. And those other guys didn't see it. They walked right by him. They saw him, but it didn't get him on the inside. And I believe that everybody in here, there's something that gets you on the inside. It bothers you. It troubles you. When you see somebody mistreated, when you see somebody marginalized, when you see something that ain't right. And the Samaritan to this, law, to this lawyer was like, man, I don't like those people. And Jesus like, the Samaritan did what was right. Jesus loves to challenge us, church. Somebody say amen. amen. We, I shared this at our connect group uh, about how God, um, God at, at the top of his list, he's trying to challenge you. Somebody want to serve Jesus? And, and if you just look at like, what I mean is to get you from one place to another. He wants to challenge us. And he's talking to this attorney going, I got a story to tell you. And the people like you walked right by him. But there's somebody else that you don't like, but he showed him some love. Look at your neighbor and say, can't get no love. I can't get no love. But the Samaritans, enemies literally of the Jews. Jesus is using him in a story. Why would Jesus do that? Why would he use somebody that the lawyer was like, I don't even talk to those people. I don't even look at those people. I actually walk across the other side of the street when it comes to those people. Enemies of the Jews. Jews wouldn't let them. In the book of Ezra, when they were trying to build the temple, the Samaritans tried to help. Be like, look, we're half Jews, man. Let us help you build the temple. They're like, nah, you can't build with us. Reject you. So as a result of that, the Samaritans went and wrote letters to the king. And sent him letters to stop the building of the temple. And it kind of halted the building of the temple. So they got some history. And they destroyed each other's temple at one time or two. So they got some history. They got some, they got some rifts in their history. They're from different neighborhoods. They don't like each other. Come on, somebody say amen. Yeah. amen. Uh, some of you laughing because you know what that's like. Being from a different neighborhood. Come on now. Can I get a witness in Boyle Heights? Somebody. Don't be acting like you all churchy all, like your whole life. Mm, Jesus. 
But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, as he journeyed, came where he was. The, the Samaritan was the unexpected source of compassion. And this is the thing. Religion and title and our church attendance doesn't make us compassionate, according to this story. There was something inside this Samaritan that he was the unexpected source of compassion. And I'm here to tell you right now that every last one of you, you're going to find a situation where you have the opportunity to be the unexpected source of compassion. <laughs> Certain people might be scared of you. that haven't been around somebody like you. But you show up on the scene and you, you, sh- you be the unexpected source of compassion. You be the un- That's my first point. Be the unexpected source. This, this Samaritan was the unexpected source. You are somewhere Somehow in your life, God is calling you to be the unexpected source because it's him and not you. It's not your background. It's, you know, don't disqualify your history that you can't actually touch somebody's life. This, this Samaritans were unqualified from a Judeo perspective, from a Hebrew perspective. These people aren't, don't fit in our narrative. And Jesus put a Samaritan Somebody that didn't belong, somebody that was rejected, somebody with a with a questionable history. He used him in the narrative to show that regardless of your past or whether you've ever felt like you belong somewhere or not, that you can make a difference in somebody else's life. Look at your neighbor and say, you are the Samaritan in this story. Here it is. Here's my next point. Here's my next point. Here's my next point. Did you guys, what's the first point? Don't put the second point up yet. What's the first point? Anybody remember? Be the unexpected source. All right. Look at your neighbor and say, tell them I got more in me than you know. All right. I'm an unexpected source. I'm an unexpected source of blessing. You'd be surprised what kind of blessings are in people that you disqualify. Oh, Jesus. Somebody say amen in here. You'd be surprised what kind of blessings are inside some people that you would disqualify based on how you see them on the exterior. God looks at the heart. People look on the exterior. You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. Sometimes I know we all, like my wife said, we all get a little judgy. I know none of you would because you're church people and you don't ever have any weird religious attitudes towards other people. None of y'all. I know. I know. Okay. But you'd be surprised what's inside of somebody that on the surface you don't see. Jesus said, when you went to prison, you visited me. Not me, but Jesus. Right? I, he identifies with somebody like that, that, that you can very well be the unexpected. Here's my second point. Showing compassion is a beautiful mess. Somebody say beautiful mess. Somebody say beautiful mess. All right? Some of us... Uh, at times, we're just a beautiful mess. Come on, somebody. Huh? Like the Bible says in Psalm 139, that, that we are wonderfully complex creatures. The Bible says, I'm wonderfully complex. I might be complex sometimes, but according to the word, I'm wonderfully complex. Look at your neighbor and tell him, I'm wonderfully complex. All right, yeah, say it loud. I got somebody back there saying it loud. Say it loud and proud back there. I'm, tell somebody else, tell them, I'm wonderfully complex. All right. All right. Showing compassion is a beautiful mess. It's messy. It's messy. It ain't, it ain't cute. It ain't easy. 
It is messy. There ain't, you can't put compassion in, it's just clean and crisp and, you know, no mess and no drama. No, like, compassion is messy. Look at the cross. Talk about, that was messy. Okay, blood. Some of y'all would, if you were there, you'd be like, oh, no, Jesus, no. I can't look at it. Compassion. Times is messy. This is messy. This, this, this brother here was uh, half dead, bleeding. He was going to die. And, the, and the, 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 two, the first ones that God ordained them to walk by gave them an opportunity to show compassion. Man, they're like, whoa, that's a little too much for me. All right? That's a little too much for me. And back in the, back, this actually route from Jerusalem to Jericho, it had a name for itself. It was known for being a little rough and tough. There was a little riffraff in between Jericho and Jerusalem. This was normal. Thieves getting robbed and beat up and left for dead. This was normal. So I could understand to some degree those guys are like, look, if I go help him, there could be, that, that person could be faking it. Right. Acting like they're hurt. And then they get me or they could be one of his buddies around the corner. Come get me. Right. So you had to watch your back rolling through there. It wasn't it wasn't a cute environment. It wasn't that that this this compassion to helping this guy was going to potentially cost him. All right. And so so compassion uh, showing compassion is a beautiful mess. Look at verse 34. Showing compassion is a beautiful mess. And verse 34. So he went to him. And bandaged his wounds, pouring oil and wine. And he set him on his animal, on his own animal. On his own animal. Somebody say compassion unleashed. He bandaged his wounds, poured on some oil and some wine, set him on his animal. So he's not on his animal anymore. Somebody else is. They can't walk themselves. Brought him to an end and took care of him. It's beautiful because somebody's getting better. There are people in your life that if you don't show them compassion, they won't get better. I said there's some people in your life that if you don't show them compassion, they ain't going to get better. Because there's already been a few people walking by them and have not helped them. I know I'm preaching good. All right. I know I said I know I'm preaching good. It's messy because the one helping has got to get their hands dirty. Come on, somebody. This ain't, this ain't cute. Come on now. Being a Christian, being a believer, it ain't supposed to be cute. It ain't supposed to be um, all crispy and clean all the time. Amen? Somebody say amen. amen. I said somebody say amen. amen. I'm talking about showing compassion. Those dudes kept it crispy and clean with no caffeine. They just walk right by. I'm good. I got somewhere to go. I'm not condemning them or judging them. I'm just saying. But there was somebody that was willing to get messy. It's beautiful. Because that, that brother got up on an animal and got on his way, and he lived, and he survived. But it was messy because dude was about to get his hands. He's about to get some dirt on his hands. And that's the nature of compassion. Has anybody out there ever, somebody ever shown you compassion? Where you were like, thank you. Wow, thank you. You kept saying thank you. And they're like, oh, it's cool. It's all good. I got you. So man, a time or two in my life where somebody's shown me compassion. I remember one time. Um, used to travel a lot the world skateboarding. And so me and my buddy were coming from San Francisco to San Jose where I was living at the time, and we took the train. And uh, one of my friends um, was supposed to pick us up. Anybody ever supposed to get picked up by somebody and they didn't show up? So we're at the train station. And this, this was before they, like, they like gentrified the train station, made it all cool or something. Um, so there was like, it was nasty, right? And so we literally had to sleep 
out in front of the train station. There was like roaches and stuff on the ground outside. When you got roaches on the outside, man, it's something nasty on the inside. Somebody say amen. So, so we, we were left out there. I was just a teenager. And back then, there was no Uber, no apps, no Lyft. You know what I'm saying? Thank God. What's that? No cell phones. Yeah, no cell phone. This was back in the day. I'm old school. Some of you millennials are like, whoa, no cell phone, no Uber, no Lyft, no. No, there was, there was a pay phone, and you needed, you needed a quarter to use a pay phone. That's what this little box over here outside the building, that's a pay phone, young people. You can actually put a coin in there and call somebody. I know, it's a trip. But so I, me and my buddy were out there, had to sleep. On my skateboard was my pillow, you know, and we were out there. I was so bummed because dude said he was going to come. All night, homeless people right there, all in the bushes, just doing stuff, like couldn't sleep, like what, I'm about to get stabbed or something, right? They'll sleep all night, but then somebody attacks, there's this thing they used to have too, it's called taxis, right? And, and taxis would roll through the train station. Come on, can I get a witness out there? There was no like Uber pickup, you know what I mean? These were taxis, they were yellow and they had a little checkerboard on the side of them. But this taxi rolled through, saw us sleep in there. I was like, dude, he was like, man, come on. Let me get you, let me get you home. Got me in the taxi, drove me home, didn't charge me. Dropped me off. And like taxis were expensive. Like Uber's just a little, you know what I mean? And so just dropped me off. Man, I got home. And what's crazy is I get in the taxi and the homeboy rolls up and picks up my other friend. I'm like, dude, we were lagging. But compassion, pick, no, no strings attached, was like, here, man. And I was pretty far away, you know? Like, you know, the train station was downtown, and I lived, you know, some miles. You had to get on the freeway and all that. So it just drove me home. Compassion. Compassion. Showing compassion is a beautiful mess. Here's my second point, or my, my third point here. Showing compassion will inconvenience you. This guy was there to make money, and he inconvenienced. He did something for free. Paid for his mileage. Lord, bless that person, whoever that was. Bless me right there. All right? Just yesterday, I just got another story here of compassion. Anybody ever been, somebody just show you compassion? It doesn't have to be super spiritual. You just help somebody. Just help them. Yesterday, I was on my way here to drop off our beautiful new couch. You can go in there and sit on it if all the kids are out. Seriously, after you hear the story, you're like, man, I'm going to go sit on that couch. So I was driving the couch here. I was on the 605 freeway. My car dies in the middle lane. And there was a tsunami of cars behind me. And me and my brother Zari, and it's like, okay, hazards, blank, 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 blank. And there's all these cars behind me. One dude drive by like, ah, 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 ah. and I'm like, man, I can't. If I get out of this car, I'm going to die out here. Like, and then, and then um, like, took for, I was literally like 30, 40 minutes in that lane. And, and Zari's like, what are we going to do? I was like, I'll just sit tight, keep your seatbelt on, <laughs> hang out, bro. But then this, this tow truck that wasn't even called, because I have AAA and all that, but they were taking forever. It's kind of hard to coordinate that when you aren't at an address. I'm like, I am three-fourths of a mile. I'm on the 605 north, three-fourths of a mile south of the five interchange. They're like, what exit is behind you? I have no idea because it's behind me. Like, I just don't know. <laughs> and they're like... You know what I mean? Anybody ever been there? Like in the middle. And I was sitting in the middle going, man, I, this God must be wanting me to share this tomorrow. Compassion, right? 
I'm like, who's going to show me compassion, Lord? But this, this tow truck that actually patrols freeways, he just does that. Pulled up and had one of them fancy tow trucks. He pulls up in front, doesn't even get out of his truck, lowers under my car, picks me up, and gets me to the shoulder. I was like, dude, I wish you were here about 30 minutes ago. No, I didn't say that. I was like, thank you, man. And he, he pulled me over. Next thing, I call my friend Richard. He has a pickup truck because I had all this stuff in my car. And I was like, I'm about to take this to a shop. So my, my boy, I called my boy Richard in the middle. I actually called him before the tow truck. I was like, hey, Richard, anybody got that person you can call and they'll come through? Anybody? If you don't, you need to find a, fr- a new friend, another friend. And if you are that type of person, just raise your hand. We'll connect you all. Get, get there now. But anybody got those, compat- those people that are like, I got you? Anybody? Like, I asked my wife. I was like, hey, who would you call if you were in that situation? I'm not going to, because a couple of those people are in this room. We're not going to say who that is because maybe you wouldn't do it. But... No, I'm just kidding. But anybody got those people in your life that, 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 that they're going to come through? So I called my boy Richard. I was like, hey, dude, um, are you busy? He's like, um, uh. I was like, well, let me tell you what's going on. I'm in the middle of the 605 freeway. I've been here for about 20 minutes <laughs> or whatever it was. I was like, dude, can you help out? I want to put this stuff in your truck so we can bring it to church and drop everything off, all the decor and stuff like that. And so he came through. He's like, dude, I'll be there. I'll be there in 15 minutes. Came, pulled up. Got everything in, um, took me to the church, and then I was like, dude, are you hungry? You want something? So I got him. Uh, we went and got some burritos. Somebody say amen. Um, and, and the whole way, he's like, dude, I can even, he's like, I'll even let you use my truck because I can carpool with somebody. Um, I was like, no, man, we're good. We'll, we'll get something. But this person came through. I was literally like that gentleman in this story on the side of the road and I just needed somebody to help me somebody say compassion so showing compassion will inconvenience you in those stories the people that came through for me it inconvenienced them but they were more than willing to do it they were more than willing to do it I got another quick story here and I love this about my pastor. At our, at our, at our Orange County um, church location, at, our, at a, the building we have before the one we're in now, there was a homeless gentleman that came to our church. His name's Mark. Some of you might know him. His name is Mark. And he would come to church. And he, he lived in his van. And so he, um, he had like this almost like a mobile home type vibe kind of van. And, um, and on our property we owned down there, um, Pastor Jay, he, he wanted to just be a part of our church and stuff. He was, you know, and he had social security. You know what I mean? He was able to take care of himself. But Pastor Jay um, said, hey, man, you could pull up here. You could live on our, in our, on our property. He lived there for years as long as he could take care of himself. And he would come to church and just a cool guy, but just maybe not all there. Had the wherewithal maybe to get a job and stuff. He's a little older um, was able to take care of himself and, you know, all that good stuff and all that. But, but Pastor Jay's like, man, you can. And I don't know any other pastor. Like, I mean, not that, you know, you have to do this. But Pastor Jay's like, yeah, you can live on our parking lot. Just recently, he's getting a little older. He can't really take care of himself. So we had to take him to the hospital. And so Pastor Jay, he's a very compassionate leader. This is part of his heart. So as a result of him, like all the staff is involved in this man's life, literally. And so, so we took him to the hospital, took care of him there. He can no longer live on our property just because he needs more help. So we as a staff have been involved in bringing him food and setting him up with a place to live. Now he has a room um, in, like a, in a place where um, 
people that um, a little older and the nurse comes and visits him. But that may, where would he be today if Pastor Jay wasn't like, man, you can, you can come live here for as long as you can. You know, this is years. Um, when we changed our properties, Pastor Jay actually had his vehicle um, towed to our new property. And, and just made sure he was taken care of. And then to this day, it's like, I, just this last week, I took our kids. We said, hey, we're going to drop off some food for him. And went and visited him and just uh, showed him some love. And so compassion, it's just a decision to, um, to help somebody. Here we go. Verse 35. We're almost done. Verse 35. On the next day, when he departed, he took out two denarii, which is a form of currency, gave them to the innkeeper and said to him, take care of him. And whatever more you spend when I come again, I will repay you. Wow. Took care of him. So which of these three do you think was neighbor to him who fell among the thieves? And he said, he who showed mercy on him. Then Jesus said to him, go and do likewise. The the good Samaritan, you know, there's, there's, there's all kind of hospitals named after this character. There's, there's all kind of hospitals even named. Good Samaritan, San Jose, the city I'm from, there's a hospital called Good Samaritan. Wasn't this super religious person in scripture? Wasn't, but they just helped somebody. And this is the thing too, is that when you help somebody, you don't have to overwhelm your life and yourself when you do it. It came, he got him to a place and moved on. Does that make sense? I think compassionate driven people, you absorb too much. But there came a point where he's like, look, I got you to your place. I got you off the ground. I got you a place. I, I'm hooking you up with a little money here. And then, and then it, he had to move on. But in, on his journey, he showed compassion. He didn't, in, he didn't do it to where it was this unhealthy thing for him, where he was absorbing too much. But he brought him to a place and got him on his feet and cared for him and was able to move on with his life. And so I know there's people in our lives where we can show compassion to them. Right. So here is point. Here's my next point is be difference maker be a difference maker that's what he did is he made a difference all right has anybody ever seen um the show dr pimple popper no yes right <laughs> does anybody really dig that show somebody say beautiful mess <laughs> now i'm going to share this here uh my wife saw somebody post it on social media, and my wife was like, what is that? So we found out the show, and we're like, we love that show. I think it's on Sunday nights at 6, if you're on TLC. But, um, yeah, so if you're listening, Dr. No, it's not. It's not Sunday nights at 6. But, yeah, if, uh, if, you're watching, if you're listening to this podcast, Dr. Pimple Popper, please give us an offering for our heart for the house. Thank you. Okay. No, but this is the thing. Is this, I mean, um, so uh, this show is very interesting because that's what she does is she, like, cuts open, like, big old cysts and stuff on people's everywhere and but she is into it this is the thing now to you you're like i can't touch i i mean i watched it but i'm not trying to cut open somebody's stuff and squeeze out this metallic looking pus somebody 
know what I'm talking about. Now, you might, now this is the thing, is Dr. Pimple Popper, she is stoked because she sees the result. She is helping somebody. She is, she gets excited. Now, now that mess might not be for you and you might want to stay away from that thing. But this person, this doctor has a heart. You can tell she looked when she first meets with them and sits with them in their condition and got this big old thing on their forehead. And she's like, oh, like, hmm, I wonder what that is. Let's, you know, and so she is into it now. And she cuts it open and squeezes the stuff out, and, and, and you're like, Ugh, that's disgusting. I can't wait to see the next one, right? Um, anybody know what I'm talking about? And so, but this person, you could see it in this doctor's eyes how into it she is, how much satisfaction, how much joy she gets out of then, then sewing them back up, and the person's crying because they're like, wow. You know, and it, it touches them. Not so much on a physical level, but just an emotional level. Um, um, just uh, almost like a, um, a, their, their self-esteem comes up. And this doctor has found something that um, excites her to help somebody. And there's a point. is It's beautiful because of the outcome of each person and how they feel after. And not everybody wants to touch that mess. But I'm here to tell you that there's a mess that you're okay with, that other people not, might not be. And you need to know what that mess is, and you need to be willing to be, to be messy because your purpose is tied to cleaning up somebody else's mess. Compassion. Those two guys that walked by, that wasn't, they didn't respond, but the Samaritan was like, no, this bothers me. Dr. Pimple Popper, that she has found her purpose, and it gratifies some of us to watch her do it. And so what mess bothers you to the point of getting messy to pull somebody out of it? What mess bothers you that you're like, I'm willing to get me? Because we must be willing as the worship team comes up we must be willing to get messy for somebody maybe not everybody but somebody what breaks your heart what breaks your heart some of you have come out of addiction maybe that's what it is what breaks your heart marriages not working out marriage is messy you engage couples in here. It's about to get messy. It's a beautiful mess. Marriage is a beautiful mess. Some married people say amen. amen. But it is a, it is a, it, whatever it is that you, that triggers your heart. What is that? What is that? Is it, is it a certain people? Is it? Is it somebody in your family? Is it something you've been through and you see other people in it? Is it children? What is it in your life? What is it in your life that, that excites you to get in the mess so somebody could come out of it? There's people in our community here that they're, they're, prof they're professionals and they work in like child protective services and social work and that is messy. We have people in our community that they're on call and they respond, first responders to child endangerment. 
on call. It's messy. But I'm here to tell you it's beautiful to have people that have a heart for that. That's not, it's not for everybody, but it's for somebody. Come on, somebody. I said, come on, somebody. What mess are you called to? Look at your neighbor. Ask him that. Ask him, what mess are you called to? Compassion unleashed. There's a mess that you're called to. There's a mess that you're called to. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Father, we just thank you, Lord. Come on, every head bowed, every eye closed. What is that mess? Even just have, need to ask God right now, what is that mess? What is that mess? A Samaritan was called to a mess. And made you can't make a difference if you're unwilling to get in mess and I'm here to encourage you that are in a mess you are helping you are compassion I'm just here to tell you that that is the will of God Jesus left heaven to get into our mess and we are called to leave our comfort to get somebody out of their mess compassion unleashed Thank you for listening to the message. If you've been encouraged and inspired, give us a great review and share it with a friend today. Also, if you're ever in the LA area, join us for one of our powerful weekend gatherings. For more info and directions, follow us at My Sanctuary LA. Be blessed.